I would, was a self-professed non-morning person. And <laughs> then I write a book on real estate success in five minutes a day. And the way I figure out how to write it is by getting up earlier in the morning. And so then um, <clears throat> it was actually Pat Hyman with Real Estate Rockstars introduced me to, to Hal. And that's how that connection came about. And he, he said, well, you know, he has a real estate Miracle Morning book. Wouldn't it be great if as part of the Miracle Morning, you know, that he would endorse your book and he did. And so. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I have Karen Briscoe on the show, and this is not just a mega agent. This is not just a life productivity coach. This is a four-time author. She has a best-performing podcast, a five-minute success, and has over 400 episodes. So this person is doing it all. Karen, thank you so much for joining us on the show, guys. If you are in a place where you want to not only get some tactics and some strategies about how to be successful, but also the mindset and the things that are really going to allow you to become the person to be successful, this is a show you're going to want to listen to. So Karen, again, thank you for joining us. Take us into, as a productivity coach, one who has been a top performer and is a top performer, what are some of maybe the top one to three pieces of advice you would give to an aspiring agent or investor? Hey, Matt, I mean, freedom chasers. I mean, just that alone is enough to talk about for the entire time. Uh, what is the one thing? Well, the one thing is the six inches of real estate right here uh, between your two ears, because it's our thoughts that lead to how we feel about things and, and then our actions and our results are um, follow in most cases. And as Warren Buffett said, you know, invest in yourself. You are your best asset. So uh, I know we're going to talk about that, but I just wanted to uh, put that out there because people oftentimes are looking for uh, something else, the solutions in the market or solutions in, you know, technology or solutions elsewhere. And really, truly, uh, the best uh, change happen happens right here. So most of the time you hear like newer agents, people will say, hey, look like, oh, this conference only had mindset, right? Like they didn't have enough strategies. And they'll even continue that thought by saying something to the effect of, well, they didn't have it because like they don't know many strategies, right? If they, if they were really good, they teach strategies over mindset. Is that a true or false uh, statement? Well, I think it's a, an and. I, I, I wouldn't put this in the or category like you only do one thing. I mean, we all need knowledge, skills, and abilities in order to perform at you know, the highest level. So uh, are you going to be able to think and grow rich? I, you know, I think there is some actions that take place <laughs> between the thinking and the growing rich. So, um, however, the reason why it's think and grow rich and the reason why it's taken, you know, stood the test of time is because that's where the core it all starts because, okay, let's look at it the other way. Let's say if it's, you know, strategies and skills and grow rich. Well, it, well, for one thing, it doesn't have the, the same ring, but the second thing is, is you're putting, um, the order is not going to be as effective or as impactful. So, I'm sure you've seen the whole domino thing and you know one domino can knock over well that's why mindset is uh, what is core to all of this absolutely so how does someone evaluate how does somebody know if they've got a strong enough mindset 
how do they know if they have, well, I think it's a muscle. So I think it's a, it's not like a, you know, I did one, <laughs> one lift and then I'm done. This is not a one and done. This is a, an opportunity for growth. Um, and so that's what makes it interesting, right? I mean, it's not going to ever be um, completed. It's not a task. You don't check it off. So how does one know? Well, I would say one knows when they have the ability to change the way they look at things. Hmm. Because that is uh, Wayne Dyer, and he said, if you change the way you look at things, then the things you look at change. And what, again, many times people are wanting to do is the other way around. They want the market to change, or their staff to change, or their uh, spouse to change, or their children to change, or you know, they're looking for other things to change. And it starts with uh, the the perspective, the way you look at it, and then how you think about it. And then that is where change happens. Absolutely. So what are, what are the top one to three problems that you see with your productivity coaching clients? Well, the first is almost always lead generation because everybody's in the lead generation business, whether they want to acknowledge that or not. I mean, you're in the lead generation business because you're mm -hmm. lead generating podcast guests and you're also lead generating for deals and you're lead generating for opportunities and, and talent. And so we're all lead generating. And what most people, they stop way short of what really the top of the funnel, if you want to look at it from that perspective, should be because then they don't have as many choices. So when you have more opportunities, when you have more leads, when you have more guests than you, you know, know what to do with, then you have choices because then you can screen the leads. You can top grade, you can um, refer it out. You can have so many more opportunities. Most people in, in real estate in particular, because that's my primary, my day, my day gig, uh, <laughs> is that they really aren't putting enough into the beginning of the lead generation cycle. And so I say it's a commitment. You commit to get leads. It's a commitment. It's like you commit to weight training or you commit to, uh, somebody was saying to me the other day when her children were young, there was never going to be a situation where her children would ride in the car and not be in their car seat. I'm like, now that's commitment, right? So everybody has things they commit to. They just may not be aware of it. So if you put that first, then you have so many more choices because you um, will be able to, anybody who is the rainmaker is always going to earn the most money. Would you agree? hundred percent. And so person who brings the deals. A hundred percent. And so let's say your goal is to do a hundred transactions a year. And let's say that would take a 10,000 leads or whatever the case might be, depending on the lead, lead situation. Do you budget like a certain percentage of, okay, if it takes 10,000 leads to hit my hundred deals, I'm going to do 15,000 leads. Like, cause you talk about kind of building in a surplus so you could turn people down. So I am, um, I mean, there's lots of ways to do this. And so I'll, you asked me how I do it. I like to do, uh, work with people who, who already know, like, and trust me. So yeah. I'm looking for some sort of name recognition or connection in some way. And so the numbers I've worked on for over two decades is that 100 people, there's 100 people 
and 10 will talk that you make connection with in some way, reach out to by calling or whatever uh, you're using as your strategy. And then 10 will talk to you, three will meet with you and one will do something. And that's been, there's a lot of sales statistics. So that's not a real estate statistic. So I always say, well, let's just 10X this. Let's just start with the 10 people that are already gonna talk to me. Yeah. Right? Is- I mean, or are in the uh, space where they're already likely to be uh, in needing my services, right? So like I could talk to 90 people who aren't gonna move this year, but I could talk to the 10 people who are or the next year, right? So I am always, personally, I look for that. And then because that requires a person doing something, it is not as automated as some, although we do use a predictive analytics program. Mm. So back to looking for the people who are already likely to be making a move, uh, we are raising our statistics by using that. And then uh, with that, then, the numbers follow. So I've, I found that, you know, to do a hundred deal, hundred, well, so our average sales price is a million dollars. So we're in a, in the Northern nice. Virginia, Washington, DC. Yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're the, it, it's a higher cotton and which is nice. Although I will say it's a very sophisticated clientele. So it has its opportunities and it also has its, um, well, opportunities yep. to learn, grow, become better right, right. at your skills. So, I mean, you really, uh, it's not flipping burgers over here. We're dealing with um, uh, people who have reached high levels of, you know, government or law or medicine or CEOs and startups, that kind of thing. So anyhow, but you can take these numbers and make them work for anybody. So if you want a hundred deals, then you know, that means that you, you can, you can do the math on how many people you need to have through your process. So, um, the, the most important thing though, is the commitment. And the second most important is, is if you don't have enough business and you're not doing enough lead generating, I can promise you that. And if you double time for a while and you get so much business, then you figured it out, right? You, you found your number. Yeah. So let's, let's move on. So someone solves a lead generation problem. They've got enough leads in their funnel. What's the next biggest problem you see amongst coaching clients? I mean, did you read my book? This is amazing. You're just like segueing. That's it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The the next one is what I call consult to sell. And that's the conversion. And really, truly, if you have leads and they're not doing anything with you, then you've got a conversion problem, right? So there are um, obviously knowledge, skills, and abilities in that arena as well. And so the... uh, you can improve your your statistics by improving your conversion. It also has you know opportunity for creating processes and systems. Um, but the the next thing for and really this is truly I mean if you're a deal maker in any space you know being able to convert the leads you have is what uh, separates the professionals from the amateurs. That's it. So we talk about professionals like professional athletes. They're practicing every single day. What are the disciplines of conversion for you and for your clients? Like, how does someone elevate their their conversion game? 
Well, I know this doesn't sound sexy, but scripts and dialogues. <laughs> uh, and, and I have a story to tell around this, which I think sometimes helps people because uh, some people say, oh, I'm being, you know, inauthentic or I'm just, you know, going to sound like a robot. And so one of friends of mine, um, her husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer and they went and met with several surgeons to determine what they wanted to do um, as a plan. And she met, they met with this one particular surgeon and she said, you know, I just feel so comfortable with you already. And he said, well, that's because I follow a script. And he, and he said, because by knowing what I'm going to say, well, first of all, almost everything I say is in response to the questions I normally hear from people, right? So you're a professional, you know what most people are gonna need to know in order to buy or sell a home or to have prostate surgery. And so he would set it up so that then they achieved a high level of comfort pretty quickly so that then when it came time to actually discussing things that were probably more personal or uh, related to what they were wanting, then he was open and available to be present and hear it and to respond to it instead of trying to think how I'm going to answer the next question. So that's probably one of the, the areas that many people think, oh, I'm going to wing it. <laughs> I'll just know what to say. And in the beginning, we're all learning and growing. So I'm not saying you would come out of the um, shoot knowing what to say, but over time we have used, we found that there are certain things and people in certain places in their, um, trend, you know, in the transaction or in the process that when we uh, respond to them in, in ways that help move it along, you're going to have a higher conversion and you're going to keep more deals, right? So that's the other thing about the conversion, like you can convert the deal, but if it, if you falls apart, so uh, to bulletproof the transaction. So that's all that second big bucket component. What you're saying is so valuable. I remember doing an open house and running into this child psychiatrist and he was actually a tenant of this property. It was a very interesting situation. And we were just chatting before the open house got started and we had, we're having such a good conversation. He's like, Hey, do you mind if I stay during the open house? And I said, no, like stay. We didn't have a huge turnout that day, but I ended up talking for five hours with this child psychiatrist and he gave me some gold. He said, Matt, like most of the problems that I, face in my practice come from bad communication between parent and child. And so he said, what I started doing in my life and recommending was that people record their conversations because they don't know what they say and they don't know how they say it. And so we've implemented this not only in our business, but in, in like my personal life. And it is crazy. Like, especially when you, when you don't have something truly dialed in and memorized, you really like either you don't say it like you think you say it, like the words are different, the tone's different. And like the thing that I really love about what you're saying is the mental emotional availability. Like when you haven't dialed in, you can't listen as well. You can't absorb the words they're saying, the emotions that they're saying. So this that's that's gold. Let's you mentioned the word systems. So like you've written four books, you're coaching top producing agent. Like you have to have some processes and some systems. What like what processes and systems have you put into your life and business? And like, when in the journey were you able to install those? Well, that's brilliant because that's the third component of my book, oh, <laughs> which yeah. is good. Yay. Which is connect to build and grow because often what happens with really any, uh, startup or any, uh, salesperson is they get, you know, stuck on that either roller coaster or, you know, hamster wheel where they get a deal 
or they get a lead, they get a deal, they get it under contract, then they get real busy and they stop lead generating and then they, um, you know, wake up and they go, oh man, I should do something <laughs> about this and then to get another deal and then they, they're only as good as their next deal. So to create these systems and leverage, uh, the connectability and grow component is, is key for really to be able to achieve a high level of success in any arena because you know, if you are the only one that can do it, then uh, you will be the only one that can do it. And so <laughs> well said. you will, <laughs> when, when you do your last deal, you have retired because you have nothing in place. Right. And so that is uh, key because, you know, no one really succeeds alone. And so the idea of a Lone Ranger is really, um, is, a, is a myth. And so the, you know, the first things you should do are just systematize all, you know, the basic operation. There's great checklists and there's books on this, but um, I started out with a team. So I saw early on that somebody else knew how to do this and do it at a high level. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go learn from the best. And then over time, uh, the, um, you know, we, we uh, adjusted for the market. And that's the other thing I'm going to say about this is that in my two decades in residential, over two decades in residential, and, and I did commercial before that, the market's going to change, systems are going to change, contracts are going to change, things are going to change. So being adaptive as you create this is so important because what I found is it's like the way Gretzky quote, you want to skate to where the market's going or where the puck is going. You want to go to where the market's going. So always being on the forefront of what is next, because if you could get there, earlier before you have to have it, then you have more time to uh, prepare the systems for the change. And, uh, you know, you benefit from it from more of a first mover advantage and that kind of thing. So those are the you know key components to it, but it's clearly leverage and leverage can be technology leverage. People automatically think, oh, I got to go hire employees. You know, technology is a great leverage. Um, your allied resources, your vendors are great leverages uh, to, to get creative in finding ways to, to create scale and systems, to create a more ongoing enterprise so that, uh, you know, we have it such that because most everything is so systematized that one of us can step in and do someone else's business. That's how you get to go on vacation. <laughs> it's how you get to have a life well lived in addition to having a business, right? I, I, it's a both and. That's why I started, you know, the life coaching for mega agents and those who want to be, because I was like, okay, a lot of mega agents get to the business and then they look around and go, wow, I'm not living the life that I love. So yeah. um, it's, it's a both and. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week 
we have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. 100%. And so the, the big challenge of this is that they're not feeling like they have to create these systems when they have 40 hours a week to work on systems, right? It's like they're doing the lead generation if they're doing it right. They're doing the conversion and then the conversion leads to having the client. And then so, so they're showing houses and doing listings and converting the new leads and generating the leads. And so they have all these things. And now on top of this 40 to 100 hour work week, it's like, oh, and by the way, just build some systems, right? Which alone is, is so, so how do you see it practically working out? Like what are the best ways you've seen people build systems? So for myself, the best way was as soon as I started doing something more than once or twice, I was like, here's the system. And yeah. so let's create a Google Doc or let's create a spreadsheet or let's create a checklist or like I'm, you know, I don't want to remember every time that I, you know, we're having a client appreciation event tomorrow. I don't remember every time that we need to remember to bring business cards or whatever. So uh, so I would say once you've done it two or three times, you should be having a checklist. You can build it as you go in the beginning. And then I would say always look for a way i mean always like and i'm a i'm a quick start on colby so i this is innovation is my you know strength uh so maybe you have to hang out with people that have innovation as a strength but i'm always looking for a way to do it better right i mean because the way i look at it with my my staff and team and my time i'm like if i can do it better with less time and effort resources then i could use all that time and effort resources somewhere else, right? I can either decide to use it more on the life side, or I could decide to use it to build more business. So back to having more leads gives you more choices. Having more systems gives you more choices because you're putting the energy into things that will um, have more of an impact and free up your time to be. I, I worked at Trammell Crow right out of college and I was shocked that the president had an empty desk and almost every afternoon sat there for about an hour and did but I I thought it was nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and I found out later he was he was thinking, right? He mm -hmm. was and I'm like, you know, measure twice and cut once. I mean, I think that uh, oftentimes I think that salespeople are of the personality profile that are always like shiny object squirrel and they're off to the next thing. And, and, and that attracts in sales because it's, it's a very vibrant, you know, rapidly moving business. So that's a great thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but what I, awesome often happens is they, they, they need to build in that to um, build and grow the business. I'm sure you've heard the e-myth mastery is mm -hmm. new concept, but the idea of building time to work on your business as you work in your business, because otherwise you will always be working in your business. hundred percent. And then there's other uh, books and things that reference like clarity time and just a hundred percent. So like you said, just document the system or if documenting is so outside of your desired personality traits at that point, uh -huh. if you have good leads and you have good conversion, you should be making some money. If you're making some money, just hire somebody to literally just watch you. It might be awkward, 
but just to watch you for 40 hours and just put the systems into place. So I want to talk to you about the podcast. So 400 episodes, like tell us like what was the inspiration and like what, what, what have you like, how have you changed doing 400 episodes? So many things to share. So I wrote the book in 2016 and that came out of so many people saying, Karen, you have great stories. You know, you're so inspiring when you speak and coach. And so I had all of this and I was writing a blog. And so I had all this material. And so my first book, it came out real estate success in five minutes a day. And I was, then people started asking me to be a guest on podcasts, which at the time in 2016, there weren't as many podcasts and there weren't as many women podcasters and there weren't as many women authors in the space. And so I was a little bit of anomaly. So I got to be a guest on a lot of podcasts and also the productivity component, because if you write a book about success in five minutes a day, everybody wants to know, well, how do you do that? Right? So, that, so then I became somewhat of a productivity guru and uh, on my book's first anniversary, first birthday, I had this epiphany. I was like, well, I can have a podcast because as I'm sure anybody who's a podcaster will recognize, it's different being on the different sides of the mic, right? So when you're interviewing me, then it's about my business. You, you, you're leading the, the questions, you're leading the structure, but when you're interviewing someone else, then as the podcast host, you can have the, the questions, the structure, the direction that you want it to go. And so, I found that also because of my book had this natural um, kind of aspects, buckets to it, key aspects to it. I was like, wow, that, that create in five minutes, I can have each one be five minutes. So it was just one of those, you know, inspirations. And then, as you know, being a host. So then the next thing is, is finding guests. And that has been really a, a great, you know, amazing conversations with, Hal Elrod and, and, you know, lots of top realtor people in the realtor in the business and the residential and the commercial side and authors and coaches. And it's been, uh, it's been quite a journey. Of the people you've met, the Hal Elrods and these amazing people, what's one quote, one feeling like that, like is probably the most memorable to you? Well, Hal is definitely top of my list. That's why I usually bring him up because the Miracle Morning really changed a lot of my my life and business. I would was a self-professed non-morning person. And <laughs> then I read a book on real estate success in five minutes a day. And the way I figure out how to write it is by getting up earlier in the morning. And so then um, <clears throat> it was actually Pat Hyman with Real Estate Rockstars introduced me to, to Hal. And that's how that connection came about. And he he said, well, you know, he has a real estate Miracle Morning book. Wouldn't it be great if as part of the Miracle Morning, you know, that he would endorse your book and he did. And so I would, because it's so foundational to how my book came about and then how it has changed my life since then uh, to have this morning routine and to, um, you know, start the day with that, that it really does set the rest of the day um, in in the, in the trajectory that I, I wanted to go. And so I I would say Hal is probably the most instrumental and has probably made 
the most introductions to guests that I would like go, wow, these people are rock stars, like um, Dr. Benjamin Hardy and- Oh um, yeah, Who Not How and yeah, all those amazing Who Not How and, yeah. So anyhow, many, well, David Osborne, I met through Hal, um, uh, Chandler Bold, I met through Hal. I need to think of some women, JJ Virgin, I met through Hal. Uh, so lots of just incredible uh, rock star guests uh, through the years and lots of, you know, just great guests other in addition to that, but that, that it was a pivotal relationship for sure. So you read his book, it starts transforming your life and your business. You meet him in real life. Was it just casual? Like, were you nervous? What was it like? Oh, it was very orchestrated. Yeah. Uh, because I had, had reached out to him several times and, um, you know, he's a busy guy. And so someone said, well, oh, I know it was Pat. I was like, Pat, I'm, I don't know what time to get a hold of me. He goes, well, you should go to his events. And I'm like, okay. And now I realize that is so key. Like you want to meet somebody like when I want to meet Gretchen Rubin, who, she was real instrumental in my inspiration for my book um, about habits uh, because she wrote a book called better than before. And then she wrote another book after that about um, how to, well, actually she wrote the happiness project. And then she said to people, well, why aren't you happy if you know how to be And they said, like, I don't know how to do it. So then she wrote this habit book better than before. And so I just figured out where he was going to be next. And it happened to be through a Cucko connection because he is a former Cucko guy. And so I, I knew this person. I was like, well, so how can I actually meet him? Right. There'll be several other people. She goes, well, get there early. Yes. <laughs> so how, how easy is that? Right. So I get there early. It was far away. So that was, took some work. I get there early and uh, I meet him and he hugs me. He's an amazing man. If you haven't had an opportunity to get to know how I'll run. And I, told him about my book and I told him about knowing Pat Hyben and he goes, well, of course I'll endorse my book and I'm your book. And I'm like, wow. And then he had me sit next to him as he was signing books. And I'm like, this is like, you know, how good does this get? So when the end of the event, he came, uh, he texted me and he says, well, I want you to come to my event. And I have to say, my first thought was, oh, I don't have time to do that. It's going to take money, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, this man never questioned. He, the first thing he said was yes. I'm like, Carrie, you're supposed to say yes. So you're just supposed to say yes. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'll be there. Send me the link. And that was really part of the growth trajectory on the loving the life I have component, the life part of it, because I was really great at the success. I, I'm, I, I, met with success very rapidly in real estate. Now I had the challenges along the way because the market ran up and then it crashed and my business partner died. And so it was like, I didn't mm. ever, I had things happen. It wasn't just, you know, straight trajectory. There was like, um, but the life part of it really was how it was very instrumental in that. I joined his mastermind and, and until he, uh, fortuitously stopped it right before the pandemic. Right. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, how, how did you know there was going to be a global pandemic and everything was going to stop? Um, but I've, I've since joined a kind of a sister mastermind, the Go Abundance Tribe. So uh, it's um, it, it's been really very, so if I was going to say one person, it, it would definitely be Hal Elrod. How cool. I'm in Go Abundance as well. So it's a, ah, it's a great group. Hey, Matt, how did I not know that? Yes. So you know Pat Hyman and all I the, all the, you know, David, yeah. So I've had all of them. They've all been guests, so which is awesome. They're uh, 
yeah, and the women's tribe is 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 really wonderful too. So, yeah, Pat's hilarious. I played broomball with him in Park City, um, and uh, oh yeah, he's such such a fun guy to be around. Um, so, four hundred episodes, like that. That's a lot. Like, what would you say if you had to do a before and after of your life, your mindset, et cetera? What person are you now after 400 episodes compared to what person were you 400 episodes ago? So, very interesting. I had a speech impediment when I was a child. And so, to, you know, if somebody would have fast forwarded me, you know, decades into the future and said, and Karen, you will host a podcast with 400 episodes, I think I would have not believed them. Uh, so, this has uh, been a, a, a great um you know, learning opportunity to grow. When uh, I was talking to Pat, okay, so Pat was my very first podcast and I was so nervous. I wrote out all the answers. I had all, I was like really very, and then, and then he had me back again after my book came out and then another time. So I, I can definitely see if I go back or hear, I can go back and listen. Uh, You know, you, you, the one thing I'll say that was really helpful was improv. So if you want to get better at podcasting or speaking, you know, in any format, improv, because if you're familiar with improv, one of its, you know, foundational uh, tenets is, is yes and. So we don't use the word but <laughs> in our uh, circles. Uh, we're always and we will then, you know, and so then you take it from there. Shape so yeah, it, you can shape the narrative by by connecting it with an and. And so I have, if you're interested in podcasting, I highly recommend improv as a way to grow in that arena. And in the beginning, I was once a week. Then I had so many podcast episodes uh, in the bank that I was like, wow, it's going to take me months to get these podcasts out. <laughs> I'm an overachiever. I don't know what to say, but I got, then I did two a week for a long time. And then I had um, a little bit of pod fade, a little bit of pod, you know, oh my God, why am I doing this? And so I I slowed it way down. So now I'm doing one episode a month uh, because, you know, once you get to 400, it kind of grows on its own. Mm. I I have become re-energized into the, the, particularly with the Go Abundance Women's Tribe. Uh, And so I, I can see how, there will be, um, there will continue to be a future for five minute success. It has, I would say, changed over time. In the beginning, it was very heavy real estate because that's, yeah. you know, who I know. Then it kind of transitioned to more coaches and authors. And then um, now it's, it's uh, people that are doing interesting things in all sorts of arenas. Incredible. What is your vision for the next 12 to 18 months? Ah, so I really visualize building the life coach for mega agents and those who want to be, I find it to be uh, really, okay, so if you just look at trajectory of many people, you know, when you can do it well yourself, that's, you know, one level of accomplishment. When you can coach someone else to a level of success, it really is a very rewarding experience. And I uh, feel that that's, you know, my next. I have more books in me, although I'm not sure that's the next 12 to 18 months, although it, it could be somewhere along the way. And building um, more 
wealth and growth in people investing in real estate has really become a passion of mine to, uh, you know, I go beyond the, although I'm I still, I still really do. If I, if I was going to say like, what's the one thing that really is uh, very meaningful, it still really is helping people buy and sell real estate. I operate at a very high level and it's very, I enjoy the challenge and I enjoy also being of service. So I have, it was, it was Pat that actually said, Karen, you have that, uh, hard and soft side, the, you know, the old Sears commercial where, you know, I have the hard side of the negotiation and market Mm -hmm. knowledge strategy. A a lot of it comes from my commercial real estate background, but then I really do have a passion for people. I just really love working with people. So I, I, you know, the plan is to continue that while at the same time, uh, you know, seeking to work with more people on the, uh, the coaching side. Karen, your energy is infectious. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. For those of you out there listening, there's so much here. Five minutes of success is all, five minutes a day is all it takes to have success in real estate. Listen to her podcast, get her books, write down something you learned from today's episode, whether it's the three things that we talked about, how to scale and grow your business, or many of the other things that we talked about. Write it down, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom's acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 